When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to A Serious Disagreement, the only show that is serious enough to unpack and unwind and unfurl and spin around those discs on the Australian interwebs. I am one half of the show, Mr. Blake Howard. Joining me, as always, is the most beautiful, the most ethnically Greek man (laughs) in Australia. It is Alexi Toliopoulos. Hello, sir. Blake, Thank you so much for joining me again. I may not be the most ethnically Greek, but I'm <laughs> certainly one of the most culturally Greek at the very least. Uh, it is my I... pleasure to be here with you today, Blake. And look, we're here with a movie that I personally believe is really perhaps unfairly tagged as that it is merely a Ozploitation classic. Rather... Mm. I believe it's probably the closest film to a stone-cold Australian classic movie that has been stamped with this badge. We are talking about Umbrella Entertainment's number seven on the spine in their Ausploitation classic series, Brian Trenchard-Smith, BTS, not behind the scenes, Brian Trenchard-Smith on this show, is his absolute stone-cold dystopian future classic, Turkey Shoot. More and more of us are being sent to the camps. More and more of us disappear or die. The government calls us traitors or deviants because we oppose its ideology. And then it tries to wipe us out because we believe that we have the right to be ourselves. Then it justifies its policies by talking of a work ethic, community obedience, social conformity. But what it's really saying is accept slavery or die. The time has come to fight back. God, don't give up! Don't give up! Fight for yourself! Fight for your Trump! Lex, I know you're a huge fan of this one. I know you're a huge fan of BTS. Yeah. I mean, this this is one that I know that you yourself, as a collector of physical media, has been collecting in all of its various iterations as it's mm-hmm. coming out. Talk to me about this movie. I know, and we've teased it before on the show, a, a film that you've actually spoken to the man himself about prior to a screening of it at a real-life cinema. Yeah, this is a big one for me. This one gets me rather excited for what else can happen in this new Ozploitation boutique label line from Umbrella. Like you said, Brian Trenchard-Smith is one of my favourite Australian filmmakers. I think he has such a 
fascinating voice that is decades ahead of his time. Um, mm. He really, I mean, he says it on the in, on the in cover of this disc. Um, <laughs> uh, it's got like a quote from Brian Trenchard, which I've never seen anything like this before, not even in this label, where it's just a quote <laughs> from Brian Trenchard Smith. Uh, saying, I like to both celebrate and satirize the familiar tropes of the relevant genre I'm shooting. In this case, prison camp escape movies. And uh, this thing about BTS is what I think he is so revolutionary with, and the likes we've never seen before nor since in Australian cinema, is that satirical edge that he has. Uh, There is an irony to his films. There is an irreverence to his films that I think went long undetected because uh, perhaps Australia didn't have quite a developed enough sense of humor to quite understand (laughs) what he was doing. Um, And I think in the decades since, his appreciation has grown significantly, especially with like champions like Quentin Tarantino really flying the flag for Brian Trenchard Smith. Yeah, I I was watching this again in preparation for the show. I'm loving everything that Ausploitation Classics is doing because I also think that they appreciate that there is these multiple ways to enjoy these films, mm. which is also kind of refreshing when we get to talk about them together. But when I, it just so happens that in this last week as well, um, there's a lot of talk about John Carpenter, mm. and I feel like, and especially Big Trouble in Little China, it yes. just has been occupying my social feeds. And I was watching it today, Turkey Shoot, and I was like, this is a hair, like mm. a hair away from the kind of profound level of like genre awareness and satire that tr- the true master of genre that John Carpenter is and was um, at that time in his sort of purple patch of his career. Just being able to modulate between absolutely, completely knowing a genre and then taking the piss out of it but never never to the point that it was really glib. Like it was always like it was having just the right amount of fun with it. Like the big trouble in Little China of it all is, do you get Kurt Russell who comes in and he plays a guy doing a John Wayne voice who drives a truck and is me- and basically outwardly says that he's the hero of the movie and then completely asks for help the entire time, yeah. saves no one, does like one good thing in the whole movie and that's it. And really it's everyone else like actually being in the shit and he's just like this big dopey distraction for both sides. And I feel like when I was watching Turkey Shoot, I'm like, man, the level of depth and richness that happens in Turkey Shoot, and again, to speak about another Carpenter movie, it's that same feeling that I get when I watch Escape from New York. Mm. When you turn it on, a whole world, a whole feeling, a whole like uh, vision of society, all these like social stratas, like these little cues, uniforms, practices, the whole world is rendered so quickly that you're just in. And yeah. then it can be a cool prison escape movie with like weird and wonderful, uh, awesome, disgusting, grotesque characters um, uh, doing awful things to one another. But it's, yeah, I just, I, I was watching this today and I was like, this I don't I don't want the 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 exploitation factor to detract from what I genuinely believe is like a real elevated sense mm. of mastery when it comes to genre storytelling and it feels like that yeah I just want to fight against I want to rail against that because I genuinely think if you don't own this already you have to have this movie mm. if you're any kind of sci-fi fan yeah. if you're any kind of fan of Oz cinema like you have to have it in your hands it's it's special 
Yeah, I, I really agree with you, especially in the comparisons to the great John Carpenter. There are a couple of films from Brian Trenchard Smith that I think really, really get close and, in my opinion, surpass some of the great works that you were speaking of. Mm. Um, there's one film in particular that I would put up there in my top five Australian films of all time, which would be uh, his film Dead End Drive-In, which I... Mm could see very nicely fitting into this line. Um, I'm excited. That is a movie that I really, really adore. And of course, I this one is coming down the line with this with this Ozploitation range. Um, it is a future release in this line, which is my favorite Australian action movie of all time. It's The Man from Hong, from Hong Kong. Kong. Um, and Umbrella's previous release of that film is one of my go-to examples of great Australian physical media. So hopefully they've got a <laughs> lot to live up to with re-releasing that film. Um, but I think as well with this film in particular, with Turkey Shoot, because it draws on the kind of broad influences of like the most dangerous game and like yes. those prison escape movies, uh, it really has like this specific dystopian genre that is playing with. And I think that Trenchard does such a good job of like satirizing the tropes in an exploitive way where he goes, we know what you guys want to see. You want to see the exploitation nature of these films. And he's working... They've only worked together. You want to see tits. You want to see toe. You want to see toes being bitten off. You You want to see see a freak. You want to see a mutated (laughs) freak and stuff like that. This film has it all, really, which is the crazy thing about this film. It's got everything you could want from an exploitation film to the point where it doesn't make sense and had to cut a lot of corners (laughs) to like get this movie out there. Um, Brian talks about how he had like this huge. huge scale thing planned with like an introduction to the film because you almost you get a few glimpses into the world the dystopian world before we arrive at the prison um and then the the opening titles have got like you know riots happening and stuff that are just like news footage like archival news footage um but he wants to like have like a big future world on display and then they just didn't have the budget so that's like just go oh we'll film two scenes and just cut straight to the prison and stuff (laughs) um but uh i think this is one of those films that's interesting because there's so many limitations on it that the ambition has to the ambition has to be the thing that drives the film because there's all these limitations on there and tony janine who is the producer of this film maybe the biggest and most important person in australian osploitation movement he was like the ex the 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 producer of some of the great exploitation classics in this era and um I, I think that he is someone very interesting to look at as far as it comes with this line and uh, the collaboration with Brian Trenchard-Smith on this film, um, kind of limiting some of the things that Brian Trenchard could do. And this is a film that always sounds like it's an uphill battle. And then you've got like huge movie stars in it, like Olivia Hussey. I mean, not huge movie star, but you know, someone who's important <laughs> to the history of film to some degree, which is Olivia Hussey. Um, and then like it's being stuck working in like this grubby little Australian film. And then great, there's so many great actors in this film, like Roger Ward. We just Jim. love Roger Ward. Love, love him. And Absolutely this to Jim. me is the iconic Roger Ward performance. Not. Mad Max, not Man from Hong Kong. 
To me, this is the one because he gets to go fully insane in this film and like be so cackly. <laughs> he's got this iconically shaved bald head in this film, and he's he he beats a woman to death in his introductory scene. It's yeah. wild. It's, it's a wild movie. insane. And there's so many great interviews with Roger Ward on this disc. Uh, in particular, there is a feature that I love so much called Blood and Thunder Memories, which is Roger Ward and Linda Stoner and uh, another one of the actors, I can't remember his name, who plays Thatcher, the prison warden. Um, they are just, it's just them regaling stories. Michael and- Craig is uh, Thatcher. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, those guys regaling the stories. Yeah. And it's just a great feature of them talking, and they're all very frank and very honest. Uh, and like Linda Stone are just going like, "Yeah, this was almost hell to me at points." Uh, and <laughs> it's it's so fascinating to just hear people be frank about a movie that they worked on. It's no, because there's no other reason to for this feature apart from historical document and historical context and that's what they the way they treat it all the actors is like yeah it was fun at points but also it was hell I almost Roger Ward's like I almost got my hands cut off by Olivia Hussey because she didn't do the stunt properly <laughs> I was just gonna say last week we were it actually echoed through my mind when I was watching that specific feature because we were talking about one of the recent releases we were talking about on on um uh, uh on this show Serious Disagreement where we're like wouldn't it have been nice if we just had like a really candid interview to contextualize why this was really important? Cause it was just that one little thing that maybe we were missing for what was there. And we we're actually talking about it with the overlanders. Um, again, another branch of the umbrella entertainment in the sunburnt screen. So they're more prestigious, I guess mm. you would call it Aussie label. And I, when I was watching this, I was like, I think like out of your, out of, out of your mouth, and manifested into <laughs> this special feature is exactly that. But I, I, I there's one thing that I think that that for BTS for people who aren't uh, huge fans of his work and you want to check it out there's really like the bridge between like the John Carpenter and the Paul Verhoeven is mm. like one degree of that is BTS like yeah, so absolutely. I feel like 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 knowing you I'm like oh, I I'm starting to just getting to know you more doing the show I'm like that's that's where it is there's mm. there's those guys who are your guys um and I and I just for all its, you know, for all the financial limitations that are on this movie, and again, you've got great actors in it, and the ambition, it's bold, but just, it looks amazing. Yeah. Like, in they, they shot in um, the north of Australia, so if you're listening to us around the world, it's shot in uh, northern Queensland in Cairns, which is right up in the tropics in yeah. Australia. It's uh, beyond the, the, the tropical line heading towards sort of equatorial uh, landscape. It's extremely steamy, mm-hmm. very hot, beautiful, like jungle locations that you see in the movie are all like shot in these epic scopes, you know, running over rolling hills with grass that's taller than people's heads. And then you yeah. just see these like pristine, like peaks rising in the background. I was like, man, there's some pretty country around here. If you're willing to literally probably torture some actors to yeah. get there. It's, uh, it's, I, I was, I was really, I was really re enamored, um, with this, uh, checking it out, but I'd love to know, because I know you're holding it in your hot little hands right now. Mm-hmm. There is a Severin version yep. of Turkey shoot that has been released internationally. Can you give us a little bit of a compare and contrast about what's worthwhile? Because I know that the special features just to list them off really quickly on the, um, umbrella Ausploitation classics version, there's new commentaries with Anthony Janine 
and filmmaker Mark Hartley. There's the 2003 audio commentary with BTS, Blood, Thunder and Memories interviews, extended, not quite uh, quite Hollywood extended interviews, Ozploitation Renaissance, which is the discussion with BTS, Anthony Ganane and uh, Vincent Monton, and then a bunch of other things on there. So can you tell us? Oh, and my favorite one for just like shits and giggles. An Escape 2000. So this film was actually mm-hmm. released Escape 2000 United States. Someone has gotten a VHS sourced version of an 80 minute version of this movie and they have literally transferred it and it is on this disc to watch. So if you want to watch a terrible like pan and scan VHS 80 minute shorter version of this, which I might just put on on mute yeah. and have it running in my office for the next month. Um, I think that is just a really special. I started watching that bonus today because I've been curious about that release of the Escape 2000 cut for a long time. It looks awesome in low quality. Like that's that's an exciting thing <laughs> is like you've got this beautiful restoration of Turkey Shoot. Then you've got like the classic VHS style version. Um, yeah. It's amazing to have the two. Uh, I've got the Severin uh, Blu-ray from a few years ago. I bought it specifically because I was um, hosting the event with Brian Trenchard presenting this movie and I needed to get a copy so I could re-watch it. It wasn't available anywhere and I'm so glad I did because I got Roger Ward to sign it. So that's the best special feature on there, his signature. Yes. Uh, but I will tell you this. Um, it has... All the special features of the Severin release are on the new disc. So there's yes. nothing you're missing out on. You only have stuff to gain from the new Umbrella Entertainment release. Um, the like the new features are there's a new commentary with uh, Tony Ganane and Mark Hartley, uh, who is mm. the director of um, the Ozploitation documentary, Not Quite Hollywood, and also the trailers from Hell, uh, commentary of the trailer from Brian Trenchard Smith, uh, and also the very cool feature that we we're just talking about the Escape 2000 cut of the film. Also, on this release to the first 3,000 copies is the full CD soundtrack. So, to me, this is such a deluxe edition. And deluxe. honestly, I never thought we'd ever get a good turkey shoot release here. I think that there, I just never even thought about it, especially after years of it not happening. To see one that trumps this like huge Severn release from a few years ago, it makes me so happy as an Aussie physical media collector to have like <laughs> all the stuff that's coming out from the Ozploitation line. And a lot of them are movies that I already own. And all, some of them are from previous Umbrella releases. They have almost all been worth the replacement or the upgrade. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple that I'm yet to upgrade and I kick in myself. Like the Patrick one <laughs> is the one that I'm like, why haven't I got that Patrick one yet? Or should I upgrade <laughs> to the new Not Quite Hollywood that's the number one in this edition? Should yeah, I go I, for it? The, I think they're, I not quite Ho- they're not quite Hollywood one has been staring daggers at me from mm. that online purchasing <laughs> portal. Absolutely. It's just like, it's like, hey, do you want number one? It's not quite Hollywood. I'm like, God damn it. Because we keep getting all the special features as well mm. with all these extended interviews. They're really special. But no, I look, this was a treat. I love talking Ozploitation with you. I love this line. And um, yeah, I, I, I think um, this, again, you really want to see those big ones coming down the line from BTS, Man mm. from Hong Kong, obviously we know is coming. But I just, when I was watching this, I was just like, 
this is something that, and this is uh, with all due respect to the remake that came out many years later, I just think that sometimes people don't get how, how like insanely ambitious, like actually holding in the ambition that Brian mm. and John Smith have and is, is the magic that's in the bottle of the original Turkey shoot. And I just don't think that anything has touched it because you'd have to make a, you'd have to like go back to the, the Brian Trenchard Smith drawing board and be like, make, you know, Jodorowsky's Dune and yeah. make, you know, Brian Trenchard Smith's original conception yeah. of the movie. And like it all, it's splendid in insane and overpriced uh, form to, to really, you know, touch anything that he actually comes close to here. But no, I loved watching it. And yeah, it's a really special release with ton of features. Mm, I do give this a high recommendation. If you like your Ozploitation classics, this is one that has been a little tough to find in Australia for a while, and yes. it is well worth catching up with, but it really is... The craft behind it elevates it incredibly because it is a really grubby little, dirty little film that is <laughs> true in the exploitation sense in that it really is a little nonsensical at times. And uh, that's the kind of... the I, need, I just want people to have the right context for it. And I think this release gives you all that right context for it as well. But it's not going to be... Oh man, what am I trying to say here? But it's- I, think, I think I think I think you're trying to manage people's expectations. You're yeah. not going in there to see a completely executed to perfection yes. stone cold classic that's across the board, like doesn't have a single plot hole. You're to- we're talking about a mm-hmm. movie that was made at a very special time yeah. in Australian filmmaking, um, actually lionized in a great Australian critic David Stratton's book, The Avocado Plantation. Yeah. It was actually officially called uh, when these when these films are made. It was called, and I'll get the specific naming. It's called the Ten BA. Yeah. tax exemption scheme in Australia where, uh, you know, there were huge, for local filmmakers, huge, like, tax breaks. You just get the money and basically you get, like, almost dollar for dollar. Um, any amount of money that you spend on a film production in a certain parameters, you get it dollar for dollar back. So it was mm-hmm. basically like making free movies regardless of what kind of money they made. So people made movies at an incredible clip, which is why exploitation is one of the richest as far mm. as just content-wise times in Australian film. But it, it is not completely perfect. It is definitely one of those things that's like hugely genre, hugely ambitious, sometimes a little bit crap um, mm-hmm. in the nicest possible way. Yeah. But I think I think that the BTS of it all, why I wanted to like stress that at the beginning is I think actually some of those genre limita- uh, money limitations and some of those time limitations and things like he had to be inventive. And I think that his choices mm. in this context almost works better than anyone's. It doesn't Absolutely. feel as like trashy. It, it kind of works. In my opinion, the man is an actual genius filmmaker. And <laughs> yeah. I think that all of his films get better with age. They, it, it is more so that people finally can catch up to them and understand like the humor in the excess of how much stuff is going on in this movie and how wild and crazy it is. There's so much in there. And uh, having seen a bunch of his films in a cinema with an audience, they play incredibly well with the crowd Mm, turkey mm. shoot is no exception because turkey shoot is insane seeing it with an audience (laughs) and if you're in the right frame of mind there this 
is like a proper exciting viewing turkey shoot because it is just such a wild film. There's something happening every three seconds that is just crazy. And the glut of features on here of behind the scenes, that's the thing with these films, these exploitation films, and especially ones from Brian, they are always going to have freaking insane and interesting stories on them. (laughs) And that is what the whole experience is. And what's so fun is he seems to really relish in the, yeah, wasn't that mental? Like, he just seems to, like, there doesn't seem to be a filmmaker more welcome to an insane story that Mm. maybe doesn't necessarily paint him or the production in a great light and just kind of welcomes it as, like, it was what it is, it was what it was. And I I got to say, there's a... It's really refreshing to see, like, because mm. you don't, people, not every one of these was like a really fun time. And yeah. in fact, most films aren't always the funnest for everyone who's making them. <laughs> so and let's be really clear. I would also give a huge recommendation to his audio commentary that is on this um, from like a decade or so ago, two decades ago, mm. maybe even now. Um, he is, no one is more interesting to hear talk about their own films than him because he knows everything about them. Like he, he, he's not shy. He is not shy to show like all the thought process that he had when making his films, whether it was a deep and intellectual thought process that led to something or a spur of the moment thing. He's like really good at describing everything that he's done to get there in a way that is so eloquent and so learned. Like he's a very, very smart man and very, very smart filmmaker. I mean, he is like, he's an idol to me. So I'm very happy to see this release. And I'm almost scared talking about it. That's how much I love it. <laughs> well, uh, from from me, uh, BHH, and uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm really officially calling you ATS, uh, Alexi Toliopoulos. This has been a great SDA, talking BTS. Um, <laughs> so thank you Everyone for listening, thanks for following along all of our madness on these physical media uh, uh, kicks. And, um, and yeah, look, an emphatic recommendation. We've had a couple of big recommendations this year, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, a couple of which I can shout out right off the top was like Deep Cover was a huge one for yeah, us. Big one. Um, China, Chinese Box was another huge one for us um, mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of the year. And I think in the, in the recent crop, Turkey Shoot is another one that is a huge one for both of us. So yeah. big recommendations um, across the board on those four. If you're thinking, because we're, as we're running into the end of the year and Christmas and stocking stuffers for, um, for collectors such as yourselves or maybe people who you might think have got a little bit of a yeah. fondness for the genre. Um, uh, definitely this one comes as a big recommend from us. If you can get this and stone uh, with both oh. of them, have the CD wow. soundtrack in them. Uh, I would jump on those soon in case they do Hard. sell out. Hard. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Because this is like true peak synth mm-hmm. score um, for this post-apocalypse. Lex, Thanks, bro, again for doing this with me. I love, I love it. it. It's my favorite. It's my favorite thing. I love it. I love it. I love you. I love it. I love talking about <laughs> movies. I love talking about DVDs. Uh, also, to the listeners, um, shout out to uh, us on Twitter, Instagram, DM us, whatever. What yes. movies that you want to see us talk about? If there's particular releases that we may mm. have missed, or if you think they're in our wheelhouse and you think that we already own them or something. If there's any out there or any kind of SDA related material you want us to put out there, because sometimes it's not a big release and we still want to put an episode out, let us know. 
100%. Um, our lovely friends at Dead End DVD as well in uh, out of Melbourne are a great indie mm. a retailer. If you're looking for great physical media, I know Alexi and I are frequenters of their yeah. online store, um, muchly. But like, you know, even Lex and I were talking about, and we're talking about it right now. I'll do a little screenshot. I'll point to it. Um, for us, uh, for our episode, and I'll tag it. Um, but uh, the great Ingmar Bergman cinema box set mm. from Criterion are something that Lex and I both were thinking of uh, pumping up those letterbox numbers and watching some Ingmar Bergman cinema as a little mini film club together. So if you guys think of anything like that, we would love to jump on that with you. But we will be... We will be catching up on some great 4K releases from Studio Canal, some terrific stuff from Umbrella across all of their streams, and, of course, everything uh, down the imprint pipe will be on SDA or Imprint Companion. You guys are legends. Reach out to us. I'm at One Blake Minute on Twitter. Lex is at This Is Lexi, and we're both on uh, Instagram under those same handles as mm-hmm. well. You can hashtag at SDA or uh, hashtag or, uh, sorry, tag OHM Pods. Lex, tell the listeners about your amazing new <laughs> Halloween inspired series that is coming out on Total Reboot. The first episode of which is one of the most terrifically <laughs> and gloriously unhinged episodes of a podcast yeah. about movies that I've heard maybe in this entire year. Uh, please tell the folks where they can find that and what it's all about. It is a fun one, isn't it? Uh, we are doing on Total Reboot. Our Halloween miniseries is Scream Ages. We're talking about teen horror movies. This, of course, is like a spin-off follow-up to our first miniseries of the year, which we called Screen Ages, about teen films. We wanted to talk about which how... Which was? Uh, oh. Yeah, it's, probably, it's one of my favorite things we've done in uh, some time. I love talking about teen films. And talk about teen horror specifically. It's about how... The same things they use to f- make you feel nostalgic and comfort are twisted a little bit to bring up the different vulnerabilities that expose us in horror films. So yes. I'm very excited to delve deeper. We've done Scream. We've got Lost Boys coming up. We're going to hit up Jennifer's Body and a few other mm. cult hits and modern favorites as well. Um, so check that out. That is Scream Ages on Total Reboot. And Blake, you've got some very exciting things cooking up. Yeah, look, uh, we are ramp- wrapping up a Zodiac Chronicle, just tinkering with those final episodes. I'm being uh, a little you bit... had a big breakthrough. You were the one that well- discovered who the Zodiac <laughs> killer was, right? <laughs> well, my, my DMs absolutely blew up because some random bunch of people uh, who are investigators who want their own TV show have discovered someone who they think is the Zodiac Killer, some guy named Gary. Uh, my man, Gray Smith, uh, still convinces me. So uh, we'll let you guys decide. Uh, that was actually never the intention of the show, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> it's just to examine David Fincher's glorious 2007 masterpiece, Zodiac. And uh, we're wrapping that up, but I'm just being sort of slowly getting through those final episodes because I really want to bring you some special guests and stuff, and we're just getting that ready. But in the meantime, we have an absolute murderer's row lineup of Miami Nice episodes, which I want to strongly encourage you to listen to. Recently, we've had Isaac Felberg, Brandon Stracing has come on the show. If you go back a little bit, Bill Gabiri, who wrote this beautiful reappraisal of it that came out in Vulture. Um, we've also had Justin Koo, who's a associate professor in philosophy at MIT, come on the show, mm. which is one of our upcoming episodes. And the incredible author, Sean S.A. Cosby, best-selling author of Blacktop Wasteland and Razorblade Tears, one of my very favorite buddies, has come on the show. He's absolutely outstanding. I can't wait for you guys to listen to that too. And we've had a few people reach out. I'm just going to tease. We have had... 
someone very close to Colin Farrell will reach out about potentially being on the show. So keep listening because we may have some stories. So thank you guys for listening to A Serious Disagreement. As always, I love Lexi's face when I tell him that live on air Mm -hmm. so he can just be stunned (laughs) at that. Um, So great stuff coming up. We love doing this with you guys and uh, we'll catch you on another episode very, very soon. Ciao. Hi, this is Blake Howard, host and producer of One Heat Minute Productions podcast. We dive into the great and underappreciated cinematic works, often one minute or one scene at a time. Our crew of guests are some of the most wonderful filmmakers, writers, authors, and critics ever assembled. Our shows include One Heat Minute, Josie and the Podcats, All the President's Minutes, Increment Vice, and right now, Zodiac Chronicle. Check out oneheatminute.com or find us wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.